I'm not that strong, man. Hallelujah. <laughs> Just pray that God releases him into free, free, free release of everything that God has, that heaven has for us today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. God, we ask, oh God, a complete and total release for Brian in the spirit, in the name of Jesus, that he will speak as the oracles of God this morning, in the name of Jesus. Now, put your hand on your heart and pray, Father, I open my heart to receive all that you have for me today, in the name of Jesus. All cares, all concerns are put to one side. Give me a listening ear. Give me a hearing heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, everyone. You probably noticed that I pray that prayer as well, because when you preach, you're not just preaching to the body. You're actually preaching to yourself. It was a, it was a minister who actually got saved through his own sermon. The whole church knew he wasn't saved. And as he was preaching, he, he paused, and then he just looked at the congregation and just said, I've just been saved. And they went ballistic, obviously joining in with the angels. Amen. That's very important. Um, everyone turn their phones off or put them on mute. It was, uh, I was at a conference, and uh, a guy stood up who was sort of uh, leading the meeting. And he held, the f- he held his phone up, and he said, has everyone got one of these? And then he said, could you hold it up? So they did. And he said, could you make it ring? And they did. And then he said, we don't want to hear it. <laughs> Turn it off. And then about two minutes later, his phone went off. <laughs> and the reason why his phone went off was because his son was in, in the congregation. And his son turned to his friend and he said, bet he hasn't turned his phone off. <laughs> so where's Tommy? It's a mute. I'm going to have a word with your children. Okay. <laughs> so, we, uh, I've, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, a bit about spiritual houses or our temples this morning. And that's what the Lord put on my heart. And so I'm going to look in John chapter 2. I'm going to read some verses from there. You can follow them if you want. And uh, I've entitled this preach with uh, an expression or phrase that you know, but I've just put my own spin on it. Cleanliness is godliness. Cleanliness is godliness. So we're in uh, John chapter 2. I'm reading from the Amplified Version of the Bible. And it says this. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited with his disciples to the wedding. And when the wine was all gone, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no more wine. Jesus said to her, Dear woman, what is that to you and to me? What have we in common? Leave it to me. My time, hour to act has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says, do it. Okay, I'm going to leave it there and move on to verse 12. And this is the gist of the passage. After that, he went down to Capernaum with his mother 
and brothers and disciples, and they stayed there only a few days. Now the Passover of the Jews was approaching, so Jesus went up to Jerusalem. There he found in the temple enclosure those who were selling oxen and sheep and doves, and the money changers were sitting there also at their stands. And having made a lash, a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple, both the sheep and the oxen, spilling and scattering and brokers' money and upsetting and tossing around their trays, their stands. Then for those who sold the doves, he said, take these things away out of here. Make not my father's house a house of merchandise, a marketplace, a sale shop. And his disciples remember that it is written in the Holy Scripture, zeal, the further of love for your house will eat me up. I will be consumed with jealousy for honor of your house. Then the Jews retorted, what sign can you show us seeing you do these things? What sign, miracle, token, indication can you give us as evidence that you have authority and are commissioned to act in this way? Jesus answered them, destroy, undo this temple, and in three days I will raise it up again. Then the Jews replied, it took 46 years to build this temple, this sanctuary. Would you raise it up in three days? But he had spoken of the temple which was his body. When, therefore, he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and so they believed and trusted and relied on the scripture and the word, the message Jesus had spoken, as I hope we will. So let's just start with this early bit. Now, I've said this before, and I will say it again. When you, are, when, when you engage in scripture, and I want to encourage you uh, not just to read scripture. Sometimes if a passage jumps out at you, just stay on it, even if you stay on it for days. Meditate on it, and if you need to, find a concordance or uh, anything online that can help you to understand what's being written. Because you, you kind of, you chew it, you turn it over inside out, and it also challenges you as well. And when I'm preparing a preach, and I'm sure the other uh, people who preach will say the same thing, it challenges you personally. It helps you to see a different perspective. So when I was preparing this, the first thing that jumped out at me was the way Jesus responded to his mum. And I, I looked at that. So Jesus said to her, Dear woman, what is that to you and to me? What have we in common? Leave it to me. Now, when I looked at that, I thought, I love you, Jesus, but speaking to your mum like that? And then I put myself in his position, and I thought, well, what if my mum spoke to me and said something like, Brian, the milk run out. Go and buy some milk. And then I turned around and said to her, don't bother me, woman. I'm with my spas. Or friends. How would my mum respond? Would she respond like Mary and say, um, okay, um, call my brothers and sisters and say, do whatever he tells you to do? Or would she say, all right, don't worry, son, I'll do it later on? Or would she come at me with a rolling pin? Or... <laughs> and use some choice words like, uh, I won't go and speak in Jamaican. Do you... 
do you think you're speaking to one of your friends? <laughs> but you know why I'm sharing this? The reason why I'm sharing this is because I kind of got the wrong end of the stick. Because as I was meditating on the passage, what God said to me was, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Don't focus on what Jesus said. Focus on how Mary responded. Okay? Because quite often when Jesus speaks to us, and if we're hearing from God, he's going to say stuff we don't like. Yeah. Okay? Think of Peter. Get behind me, Satan. Yeah. Okay? How would we respond to that? Yeah. If, 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 <laughs> if God called you Satan. <laughs> I mean, talk about insults. But how did Peter turn out in the end, despite all he went through? In the same way, whatever comes out of Jesus' mouth, whether our perception of it is good or bad, we have to respond, and we have to respond in the right way. Because whatever comes out of his mouth is life. It gives us life. Amen? So now that I've got that on my chest, off my chest, and it was good. It was, a, it was a lovely journey. My mum doesn't know anything about this. I'll probably tell her later on when I pop around for dinner. Um, but I know one thing, that I couldn't speak to her like that. However, Jesus is Jesus. And when he speaks, we listen. Yes. However he speaks. However he speaks. Yes. It's all good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So let's look a bit more in detail at the passage the rest of the passage. So, after that, he went down to Capernaum with his mother and brothers and disciples, and they stayed there only a few days. And now the Passover of the Jews was approaching, so Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and there he found in the temple those who were selling oxen, sheep, and doves, and the money changers sitting there with their stands. And having made the lash or the whip, he drove out all of the temple both the sheep. He spilled, he scattered, he overturned money, upsetting and tossing around their toys, their trays, and over, overthrowing what they were doing. Now, what I want to say is, very clearly, he was talking about the temple being a house of prayer, because it's very important. Because if you go back into the Old Testament, there's many references to the temple, uh, particularly in uh, Isaiah, they speak about the temple being a house of prayer uh, for all nations. And Jesus obviously was making a point. But you see, at the end of this section of the pa- passage, he started talking about his body. Destroy this temple and I will raise it up. So there's a parallel between the two. And that's why we can look at this passage and look at ourselves as well and, and put our, our own houses or our, our own temples in parallel with this. Just another interesting thing, going back to um, uh, Jesus' little conversation with his mother. When I sort of studied that a bit more and looked it up, the way he referred to his mother, in the Greek, it actually referred to her as wife. Woman, as, it's the same connotation as wife. And I thought that was interesting. But then, the other thought that came into my mind was, where else does the word wife, or to give you a clue, bride? The body of Christ. Okay, so that's why this message 
really is so important for the body of Christ. Okay? So what, what did he do when he was there? And again, we're going to go into a little bit of Greek. I hope you don't mind. Um, so what did he, there were three things that he did. He drove out, he poured out, and he overturned or overthrew those things. All, this, all while he was doing that, he was speaking into the situation. And the key thing was my father's house. So this body, it's our temple. It's refer- Whose phone was that? It's all right. I love you, bro. I love you. <laughs> Don't worry, mate. We'll talk afterwards. <laughs> so, so he mentioned those who... Uh, but the key thing was his father's house. And this body, this temple, yes, we are the kind of incumbents, if you like. We, we occupy it. But actually, God occupies it as well. And overall, it's actually his. That's right. Because there are many references made about the temple. One of the key things was a threat to the enemy. Anyone who destroys the temple of God, God will destroy him. Okay, so it's very important. And we have to see it in that way as well. And the way we have to see it is this. If we are, as we encourage each other to do, particularly our pastor does all the time, if we are walking closely with God or intending to walk closely with God, we have to accept that there's going to be a bit of spring cleaning and a bit of cleansing in the house. It's very important because there are two of us living in the house. Well, you could argue there's four of us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit and us. And there are certain things that are going to cause friction and we can't live together in harmony. God has a way of living with us and putting up with us by his grace. But to live in harmony and fullness, we have to allow him to get the broom out or in some cases it may be a a whip or a lash. I like that, a lash. makes me think of belt, but anyway... That's in my past. (laughs) And we need to allow him to do it. So, looking at the Greek, let's look at driven out. Ekbalo. That's the Greek word. Ekbalo. And what they use, the words they use is casting out, expelling, plucking out. So a number of times Jesus used the word cast out. If your eye causes you sin, cast it out or pluck it out. And that's dealing with sin, isn't it? So in other words, to start this off, we have to be on God's side and sometimes it means you have to be ruthless. You have to take a real stand and whatever it is that God is putting his finger on, you've got to allow him to drive it out, expel it. It could be... I'm not suggesting it, but it could be that it's demonic and you need deliverance. Okay? That's uh, many of us. You can show your hands if you want, but many of us have been in positions or in meetings where we have seen 
deliverance is taking place, where the Holy Spirit is setting someone free. And sometimes that may be the case. And we, we just need to bear that in mind. I'm not saying we need to go home and say, I've got a demon. Lord, show me the demon. No, I'm not saying that. But we just need to be aware that this, as the Lord is dealing with us, that may happen. And it's fine. Because if it does happen, it will be done in his time. And it will be done when you're in a place where it can be done effectively with finality as well. And the end result is freedom. Because that's why we're here. So the second one was poured out, and the Greek is run out, shed abroad. Shed abroad, that's an interesting one. In Romans 5, Jesus, through Paul, speaks about his love being shed abroad in our heart. So you could argue that this pouring out is removing, and I suppose it applies to everything, is removing the muck and pouring in his goodness. Okay? And again, don't you want that? Yes. Of course we do. And then the third one is overthrown. Now this is interesting. Looking at the Greek, one of the uh, Greek interpretations of this is to behave yourself to remain alive, but to return, return. This is all to do with overthrowing. So if you look at the scenario of the temple, when he overthrew things, all he was doing was returning the temple to what it should be. And in the same way, with all these things, pouring out, overthrowing, driving out, he is returning us to the state that we should be as his children carrying his glory. So, if we're walking closer with God, there will always be something that God is touching, pointing his finger on. Because, you know, he's always pointing his finger at me, so I'm just putting my hands up. And he's always dealing with stuff because he loves us. And, you know, Many of us here are parents. There's always stuff with our kids that we want to see put right, isn't there? And, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a journey, it's a process, and it's, it's the same with us and God. But the good thing is, the underlying thing, the root behind everything he wants to do with us, as we will know, is love. Because everything he does to us is, for, is to build us up and to make us into the people he wants us to be. Okay, so thinking of all these things, what is God? What is Jesus? What is the Spirit putting his finger on in our lives? And how are we responding? What is he saying to us and how are we responding to us? How are we responding to it? And we've got to remember that we can't hide anything, can we? No point in even thinking... I'll I'll just keep that away from... And he's already seen it before we were born. Come on. (laughs) So, you know, let's just be really open to what the Lord wants to do. And the overall bigger picture is that he wants us to be who we should be. And 
The other thing to, to know as well is that whatever and however God is cleaning our spiritual houses, however he's doing it, he does it with love, with grace and with sensitivity because he knows each of us, he knows our frame, he knows our emotions, he knows what we can handle. Jesus even used these words, didn't he? If you remember them, a bruised reed I will not break, a smoldering wick I will not snuff out. That's all about him knowing how to deal with people. And think about some of these situations in the Bible. The woman caught in adultery, how did he deal with her? The woman at the well, which Kelly preached on wonderfully over the last few weeks, how did he deal with her situation? The man at the pool, how did he deal with him? All different situations. He dealt, I mean, the man at the pool, he healed him before he, deal, he dealt with anything else. He healed him. Then he said, go and sort your sin out. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to touch into people's yes. lives. How many, I mean, I've come across people who were healed, and I'm sure we have, and they weren't even Christians, but as a result of that, they, they became Christians. God knows what he's doing. So just let him do it. Because he's good at it. He's very good at it. In fact, he's magnificent at it. If I look in this room and see who's sitting here looking up at me, he's magnificent. All these lives that have been touched by the Lord and turned around. I'm going to make a mention of my brother who was singing earlier on, and you know who I'm talking about. Sorry, who who are you talking about? It wasn't you, brother. But the point is, why was our lovely Carly singing like that? Because of what the Lord has done. Why are we all singing? Because of what the Lord has done. It's it's just wonderful. This is the best place to be. We do have to go home now. I have to say that. So don't hold back. Let the Lord do what he says. And if, if there is a lingering thought in anyone that they think, you know, I've just gone too far. God cannot deal with this. He doesn't love me anymore. I just want you to think of a king in the Old Testament. The son of Hezekiah, Manasseh. The man was wicked. Wicked, wicked, wicked. He killed his own children in sacrifice. You can't get more evil than that. But yet, with all his wickedness, he repented and God blessed him. So if you think of someone like him or Paul, who was a murderer, then there's hope. Okay? So never, ever, ever think that whatever you're going through is beyond what God can deal with. Or that he will turn his back on you. If he says himself, I will never leave you or forsake you, then it's true. So let him deal with it. And why is he cleansing us? Why does he want to clear out our spiritual houses? I alluded to the fact that there's a number of us living together and we need to live in harmony. Now, of course, the more we get cleansed up, the more we're closer to God, you could argue as well that we will see more miracles. That's true, but that's part of our destiny. That's part of our inheritance. That's part of our calling and ministry. Okay, that will happen. In fact, quite often it happens when some of God's people are really messed up. Okay, because the calling is without repent or irrevocable. 
Okay, so that's, that's true and that's part of it. But in essence, in essence, the main thing is so that he can be manifest in us and shine through us. So John the Baptist used his words, didn't he? I must grow less, he must grow more. He must grow more, I must grow less. So it's, more, it's so that more of the glory of God shines through us, so that people can see more of Jesus in us. But equally, equally, it's so that we can see more of Jesus. Because didn't Jesus say, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Okay? So when you think of cleansing and dealing with sin and dealing with issues, the es- in essence, is, is so that people will see more of Jesus in us. I mean, some of the books that I've read that have blessed me have been people who uh, God has used to minister and they've been in situations where they just showed up in a place, they didn't even say a word, but something happened. There was a guy, anyone heard of a guy called Charles Finney? Charles Finney, read some of his books. God told him to go to a factory to minister. So he walked in, and he stood kind of inside and there was someone who was walking, a lady was walking towards him and looked at him. He didn't say anything, he just looked at her and she just got convicted and she stared at him and she ran away. But she ran away to the loo and she was wrestling with God because she, was, she got convicted of, of sin, of God and who he is and then eventually she just came back and fell at the man's feet. And when she did that, it's like the presence of God fell on the whole place and a whole load of people got saved. But the man didn't say anything. Wow. He did not say anything. But the glory of God was in him. Hallelujah. And I'm sure we've been in... I've been in a situation where I, I started a job and the first thing I thought of, and I learned a lot through this, the first thing I thought was, how am I going to witness to these people? What shall I do? What shall I do? A bit anxious. And, uh, and I'm trying to work this out and looking around and thinking, is there a man of peace? Is there a woman of peace? And then a guy just walked up to me and said, are you a Christian? And I went, oh, yes, I am. And then he said, oh, I thought so. I just saw something on you. And then he walked off and I went, oh, okay, good. And then that's how it started. And some of the testimonies that I've shared in the men's group, I've shared a lot of my journey with, with these guys at work. That's where it started, where this guy just said to me, are you a Christian? So they saw something. And I know we've been in situations where we haven't said anything, but people have just seen something about us. Let's strive to be those people who grow less so that God can grow more, so that his glory can shine through us more and more and more. It's a wonderful thing to be touched by the Lord. Okay, I'm going to... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to sort of close it off now because of time. <clears throat> but one thing I want to leave us with, um, the two things. Allow God to cleanse us and to change us so that we can see him more clearly, but so that others give him permission to shine through us so that others can see him in us. Jesus said through uh, in, Re- in, in the book of Revelation, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And 
He's, he's always knocking on the door of our hearts because he's always got something to say and there's always something that he wants to do. Let's just be those who are growing more in that area of obedience where he knocks and when he speaks and we just respond straight away and we allow him to. And it is a learning curve and we're in a safe place because, yes, there are individual situations, but we're doing it together as a body. And I can say as a leadership, part of the leadership, that this is a safe place where we can grow in this way together. We, we can grow in hearing from God and doing what the Lord has called us to do. But above all, where we can grow and see the glory of God manifest. Because we, we want to see Jesus in each other as well as people out there seeing Jesus in us. And it's the most beautiful thing. It's the most beautiful thing. All right, let's just stand up. I'm going to end there. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Um, just splash a bit of holy water on you, if you don't mind. All I'm going to do is just read some verses over you. If, if the musicians can just come back and play. I'm just going to read these verses that the Lord gave me. Just close your eyes and receive them. And uh, count yourself as blessed. Because you are, we are the body of Christ. We are his handmaidens, hand servants. We are his people. This is what the Lord says. My child, when the Lord corrects you, pay close attention and take it as a warning. The Lord corrects those he loves as parents correct a child of whom they are proud. The Lord is proud of you, one and all. The Lord is proud of us. Happy is anyone who becomes wise, who comes to have understanding. There is more profit in it than there is silver. It is worth more to you than gold. Wisdom is more valuable than jewels. Nothing you could want can compare with it. Wisdom offers you long life as well as wealth and honor. Wisdom can take and make your life pleasant and lead you safely through it. Those who become wise are happy. Wisdom will give them life. When I was only a little boy, my parents, his only son, my father would teach me. He would say, remember what I say and never forget it. Do as I tell you and you will live. Get wisdom and insight. Do not forget or ignore what I say. Do not abandon wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will keep you safe. Getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do. Whatever else you get, get insight. Love wisdom and she will make you great. Embrace her and she will bring you honor. She will be your crowning glory. The Lord's unfailing love and mercy still continue fresh as the morning and as sure as the sunrise. See how much the Father has loved us. His love is so great that we are called children of God. And so, in fact, we are. The Lord is merciful and loving, slow to become angry and full of constant love. He does not keep on rebuking. He is not angry forever. He does not punish us as we deserve or repay us according to our sins and wrongs. As high as the sky is above the earth, so great is his love for those who honor him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our sins from us. As, as a father is kind to his children, so the Lord is kind to those who honor him. He knows what we are made of. He remembers that we are dust. As for us, our life is as grass. We grow and we flourish like a wildflower. Then the wind blows on it and it is gone. No one sees it again. 
but those who honor the Lord, his love lasts forever, and his goodness endures for all generations. Of those who are true to his covenant and who faithfully obey his commands, the Lord guides us in the way we should go and protects those who please him. If they fall, they will not stay down because the Lord will help them up. Young people can live a clean life by obeying your word. I worship you with all my heart. Don't let me walk away from your commands. I treasure your word above all else. It keeps me from sinning against you. I find pleasure in obeying your commands because I love them. I respect and love your commandments. I will meditate on your instructions. Remember your promise to me, your servant. It has given me hope. Even in my suffering, I was comforted because your promise gave me life. And Father, we, we simply stand on your promise. We stand on your word, and we know that your word abides forever. We know that your word cannot be changed, and we know that your words are spirit, and they are life, and they are eternal. And we receive your word, and we give you permission, Lord, to manifest yourself through your word in our lives to bless us, the body of Christ, and to bless those who are yet to come in the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. things I want to just do if there's anybody here who doesn't know the Lord personally okay if you don't know the Lord personally if you don't know that you know that you know that you're saved please don't live here today without praying with somebody that's the first thing and the way you will know that we are saved is because the Spirit of God comes and lives inside of us it's not something we do with our head it's something that happens in our spirits that's the first thing. And secondly, on the back of uh, Brian's message, um, Kelly mentioned earlier that sometimes when we're in an atmosphere, we might be dealing with something or wanting to deal with something, and our faith isn't strong enough, as it were, to push through on that thing. And Brian has, has given us a very clear picture of how precious we are as the, the temples of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy, of the Holy Spirit. Okay. So if the, and the Lord is, if the Lord is pointing at certain things that you want somebody to stand with you to help push you through, to just help you nudge you across, then I would, I would invite you to come and, and I would invite if I would invite you now that if you find that you are in that place, Bran, Bran and some of the leaders will come out and I want you to take a step and have them pray with you to join their faith with yours and have that aspect tidied up cleaned out, swept clean before you leave this place today so if you know you're in that place, it's no as Brian mentioned it's a safe space, vulnerable space this is about you, it's for you and for me, if you find that you're in that place, you want someone to help you, to stand with you about something I'm just going to invite you Come, 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 come. Let someone pray with you. As uh, Ricky plays. Yeah.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You may have been a Christian for a long time, or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you, and help you in any way we can. Please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week and God bless.